God, you know, I, I really believe God puts words in my heart that are for us, you know? And so, sometimes I can kind of say, well, it's, I don't know about that. But when you start digging it out, man, there's so much. With every word that we get from God, <laughs> there's no end to discovering what he has for us. And so I've, I've had this word that's come to me for some time. And, <laughs> and uh, sometimes when you present it, you, you realize that it, it might be, I mean, you might be aware that it's more applicable to, to certain people. You know, you think, ooh, I hope they didn't think I just stirred this up for them, you know? <laughs> and, and if you want to know, this is for me, okay? I'm just sharing with you what God's given me for me, and, and I believe it will be good for us, amen? So this, this word is connecting, and this has been a real, uh, this has really been a, um, I don't like to say worry or concern, but, but uh, an awareness that it's, it's so important that we don't just... Uh, we aren't just considering ourselves part of something without being actually connected to it. And so we, we started talking about this last week, and I thought, you know what? I still have this for today. So if we can be in this together, amen? And let, let's, uh, let's just draw on the Holy Spirit to help us to connect to the heart of God today. Because, I, man, this, this stuff is so critical for us in these days to come. And I don't want to... I don't want to be unaware of what's, what the enemy's doing, but I don't want to be afraid either. And I want to be prepared. Amen? Hallelujah. So real quick, before I get into it, I, I need to just let you know, uh, lest I forget. This came to mind. We have a couple of fasting uh, tools back there on the table. We have a, there's, there's a reading that we do during the week, the five days that aren't the weekend. And there's a list of those on there. Um, and there's a little... Um, fasting calendar where you can write down anything that comes, you know, what you're doing for that day or whatever. And, uh, but I encourage you also, <coughs> um, on our church app, on Facebook, on the website, we're posting these, uh, daily things that we introduced last week. That's a way of actually connecting. And this is what we talked about last week that is so necessary. If you're going to be a part of something, you actually have to have the same, you be on the same page. You have to be doing some things that are the same. <laughs> it's hard to identify with something that you aren't doing anything that's common with them, right? And so we presented some, some declarations that we can make every day that have to do with several different parts of our life. Amen? And I just believe for growth. If we're not doing, you know, and the Old Testament said, if you will put the word of God in your mouth day and night. And this is what we talked about last week, that, that you have to be doing it steadily. You have to be giving it time to actually make its way into a transformation in your mind. And if we're not doing these, we're not connecting with the potential that's there for us, right? And so I'm wanting to say, God, I don't want to just get technically weird and all that kind of stuff, but I want to take advantage of any kind of opportunities that we can present and I believe, you know, it's not about what we're doing. It's about God. You know, I, this came to me while we were praying this morning. You know, um, we're not trying to get God to do something in a fast. We're not trying to get God to do something. I'm just wanting to discover what God's doing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, it's not ever something that we're doing. It's all grace. But <laughs> this example came while I was praying. It's like, you, you know... Uh, you don't 
fill up a swimming pool by jumping into it. You just find out it was full. Does that make sense? You know, uh, but you have to jump in to really experience all that water. And that's what I want to do in this fasting time is, man, I, I want to I jump in to where nothing else is touching me but God, you know? <laughs> so we, we want to have these tools, but I want to have more and more going forward. And that's partly what this, this R&R uh, weekend is going to be about is um, I, for us to be what we need to be in these coming days, we have to be connected. Most of all, to the heart of God, but you can never connect to the heart of God without connecting to his body. Now, this is something that we started in the men's. And men, I encourage you in a couple weeks to, if you, if you haven't uh, been hooking up with us, uh, it's a great opportunity to do so. And um, uh, we're, we're starting on a, a, a Bible study called Relentless. And this first week we were looking at it, it, it it's, it's like amazing that he presented like this, you know, how many would believe that Christ is, is all powerful? He's, he's almighty. He's all great. He can do anything, right? And he said, but you know what? Christ is the head. Jesus is the head and we are the body. So what does that make us? Christ. That almost sounds blasphemous, but it's not. That's what Jesus wants us to know, is that we are one with him. But, but we, have to, we have to be connected to him. We have to be living in him for that to be a reality in our life. Otherwise, we can just be defeated. <laughs> so it requires an initiation on our part for that to take place, right? Uh, this connection fast, this is what you'll see in various places where... <laughs> where we have our, our little daily stuff going on. And you can see, I don't know, can, can y'all see those little people in there? I think it's pretty amazing how somebody made a picture out of that. Because you have to get all these different colors, you know, as backgrounds and stuff. Um, but that's, that's really the heart of God. For Jesus to be seen, uh, represented in a bunch, in, in all of us. But how critical it is for us to take our place. So I was thinking about it this way. Um, you know, this is... Some people might be interested in football. I'm not as much uh, as I am when the Broncos are in it, but <laughs> but um, <clears throat> there's some amazing athletes that are playing right now, you know, and, and 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 the quarterbacks always get all the glory, you know, or a lot of it uh, because they're the one handling the ball and everything, and they really are some pretty amazing athletes. They're they're very very gifted. But it came to me, you know, uh, and, and a lot of kids, I remember playing, you know, throwing the football in the backyard with my dad, you know, growing, and you're dreaming about being, you know, that, you know, John Elway or, well, it is, I think it was Craig Morton back when I was, <laughs> anybody remember Craig Morton? Anyway, um, you know, you're, you're dreaming of doing that, you know, uh, but, but, but the thing about taking a position on a team sport is you can be the best quarterback in the world, but if you don't have a team, nobody will ever know. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know, you can be the best basketball player in the world, and nobody will know if you never get hooked up with a team. 
just a little bit of an opinion is it's hard to get sacked five times in a game and win. That happened last night, by the way. Because uh, <laughs> you need protection. You need somebody doing their part. Amen? And, and until you realize that you're part of a team <laughs> that needs you to block, right? That needs you to do your part. You know, you you're not, might not be the one getting all the glory, but if you're not doing your part, he ain't working either. He's not going to do what he does so wonderfully, right? Because it takes a team. And you know, this, this principle is true across every area of, of success. You know, the great, I, I'm thinking about some CEOs that are so amazing, you know, and oh, they got all this stuff and they're so wonderful and they got all the everything. And they wouldn't be anything without that person out there driving the truck. You know what I mean? Making it possible for them, it requires everybody in their place. And this isn't just something that man came up with. This is a principle of God. It's a, it's a principle of connecting that enables growth. It enables a fulfilled potential. And so what, what are you going to do if you want to beat an enemy? Beat somebody that's your opposition. You're going to go and try to divide them. You're going to go and you're going to try to separate them. Make them feel like they don't need to be a part of the team. And then in the moment when they need somebody to block for them, ah, you get to go through and sack them. <laughs> and stomp on them even if you want because you beat up the referee because they didn't have anybody protecting the referee. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Does this make sense? So I, I, believe, I believe that this is, a, this is what was happening in Christ. This is why he says we're part of a body. Amen? And especially in this day that we're in right now, with all this technology where you don't have to go to church, you can just watch something, and boy, howdy, it becomes a real competition to, 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 to even present the Word of God that's better than some big shot guy that you can go listen to on your phone. You know what I mean? And it's not about just receiving some big shot sermon from somebody. If, you're, if, if that's all you're doing and you're not connected, you are defenseless. Because it's not just you and God. It's you and the body of Christ. Amen? And oh, you can go along really well for a long time until the problem comes up. Does that make sense? <laughs> and then that, that guy that tells you he needs his needs your money online or he's, his ministry's going to go under. He ain't coming to help you. He's not coming to lay hands on you. He's not coming to do anything, right? Because that's not being connected to the body of Christ. Being connected to the body of Christ actually requires touching somebody. 
violating social distancing. <laughs> right? To actually make a connection. <laughs> right? So I believe this is very critical for us going forward. And so if you're going to be connected, again, you have to be doing the same things. You have to be, you have to be going in the same direction. And you actually have to be performing a function. Right? I'm so thankful all the parts of my body are performing their functions as they should. And if there is ever a, uh, an invasion, like a wart, what do you do? You cut them off, right? <laughs> you get them out of there. Why? Because the only parts of my body that I want functioning are the parts that are working together for my good. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So let, let's look at this. I, I believe this will be good. Are you excited? Yeah. Oh, punch your neighbor and say, you're going to get better after that. All right. Okay. So we looked at this and we, we started with this last week. So I'd, I'd like to just open this up again and go through this, this passage again. It's John 17, 21. And this is Jesus' prayer to the Father right before he goes to heaven. You'd think, he, man, if, if there's a prayer that Jesus is going to pray that we would want to say, yeah, I want to get, get hooked up with what Jesus is praying and have it accomplished in my life. Well, this is his passion. This is his prayer. Why? Because this is how the will of God is actually accomplished. It's through his body. Amen? So I pray for them. Who's he praying for? Say, that's me. me. <laughs> He's praying for me. Isn't that cool? I pray for them all to be joined together connected as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. Did you know that Jesus couldn't accomplish anything on the earth? You say, well, he's the son of God. Yes, but what did he say? He said, I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. I'm connected to my father. Isn't that amazing? You think Jesus could just kind of go and do a few things on his own? Say, I'm just taking a break from you, Father. I'm getting, I, got, I got this one handled. There's a few people that need healed over here that I can handle because, you know, you know who I am, right? But he, he, he didn't do that. He said, everything I do is connected to my Father because we are one. Amen? I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. He's saying that if we aren't one, that the world doesn't get to even recognize that Jesus was sent from above. It's not like he's just doing it on his own. He said, this is going to happen because your, your body is one. Wow. Man, I'm starting to feel some responsibility. It's getting hot in here, huh? All right. For the gl very glory you have given to me, I have given to them. So that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. Isn't that amazing? How many would like to see the glory of God? Cloud come in. Cover everything up. You know, a lot of people want that. They want a sign and a wonder, don't they? They want the, the tangible glory of God. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? We could, man, that everybody would come then, right? But what's it saying the purpose of that is? For us to be one. <laughs> you know, all the works of God, they have a purpose. 
Their purpose isn't just so that you can be blessed, but that you can be one. Wow, this kind of becomes a very critical thing, doesn't it? All right, and he's not done here, so he says, you live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me. It keeps going back to this purpose. You know what? The world needs a body of Christ. The biggest challenge right now, and we talked about this for a while, is the revelation of truth. There's so much being spouted off as being the truth right now. And we have the spirit of truth. But how is that going to be seen? Does this, does this ever trouble you? It's like, how is this going to be seen? What can I do? <laughs> and God gives us a way. He says, here's what you do. You get connected. You get connected to me, first of all. Don't feel like you have to go out and find something to do on your own. You get connected to me. He said it's in the connection. It's in the unity that there will be an inevitable exposure of who Jesus is. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and they will be convinced that you have sent me. For they will see that you... Love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Isn't that, that's, uh, that's uh, it's like, no. Father does not love Jesus or me the same as he loves Jesus. He says, no. All they need to do is see it. Did you know the biggest challenge we have this morning isn't a change of reality? It's a change of perception. Amen. And this is what the Spirit of God is here for us today to receive is a, is a change of perception that the Father loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. That I am one with him. Amen? <laughs> now, you, you know that this is being perceived when it is obvious to somebody else in your life. <laughs> right? You cannot perceive this without there being fruit that somebody else gets to observe according to this. This says when you know this, the world will know it. Amen? It will change things. Change things in you and you will be connected so that you can actually win a game. Not just out there throwing a football all on your own, but with a team. Amen? Wow, y'all ought to be jumping up and saying, woo-hoo, woo. there you go. All right, I got my woo-hoo category over here. All right, so each additional element is, has an exponential impact. So this is, the, this, is, this is why Jesus, you know, Jesus said, I have to leave. You would think if Jesus could have just stayed on earth right up until now, the whole world would be saved, Right? But he said, no, this isn't how it works. I must leave. So the Holy Spirit can come and abide in each one of you. Because here's how a team works. You take one person and you might throw the football to the other end of the field. But you take two people and now you can actually run to the end of the field with a blocker. 
I don't know if that, uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. But you, here's how a team works is you take one thing and they, there's a certain amount of ability, but you join together. That's why we are supposed to join together with a spouse. And it's supposed to be a blessing because there's an exponential ability to fulfill our personal potential when we join together with somebody else. And that's why the enemy wants to come and, and, and cause there to be a, a breakdown in relationships. That, it's the biggest, well, there's, there's so many big things that are coming against our nation right now, you know, but, it, but it's all in this realm. Cause division, cause racial, racial, bring out that card whenever you can because we got to make sure and divide people. What made America great was not a bunch of weapons and a bunch of wealth. It was unity. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. You know where that came from? That did not come from the pit of hell like all this other nonsense is. Why? Did you need to treat me different because I'm special? No, we're all children of God. We're all loved by Jesus. Amen? And we're supposed to condemn somebody because they don't look like somebody else? And No. <laughs> Why? And what is that? that? That's the enemy coming in and saying, I know, what, I know how to defeat this bunch. You get them to be divided. You get them to be alone. You get them uh, mad at somebody else. You, that's why strife, it's, the, it's, it's where all wickedness comes from. Right? <laughs> and that's, this is why it has to be something that, you know, and, and in the church, it's, it's such a prevalent thing. I mean, I've, heard, I've, <laughs> I've experienced it myself. You can have some of the biggest pain in your life from a church experience. And from my own experience, I, I've learned to say, you know what? That's, I'm not going to be vulnerable to that anymore. Right? And I'm not going to shut myself off from the body of Christ because I have been. But that's what the enemy's uh, threat is. He says, if I can keep you from getting back in there, then you're defeated. You're, you're, a, you're a wandering sheep that the wolf can get. Because you're not connected. <laughs> so, back to my, my point here, though, is that who even, I, I think it's wonderful. You know, we pray for Amaria today, but you know what? Uh, that's why we prayed for everybody. This is a team effort, <laughs> right? <laughs> as wonderful as she's been made in the presence of God, she is being formed into the completed, right? And it takes a team for that. So, Ecclesiastes talks, talks about this. Four, uh, Ecclesiastes 4.12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Yeah. You say, well, duh. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Every strand that you add to a rope doesn't just make it another factor in that it actually exponentially gives strength you see that and we'll see another example from the word because this is a necessity is to understand that each one of us we have a core already that i think is very powerful here in this church but i think we need to be 
we, we need to be connecting even more. You know, how, how can we be on, be on the same page? I don't, I don't want to just be saying that I'm part of something and not actually connected. I want to be connected. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, and again, it's not, you know, some people have a, a problem with the local church. They say, well, that's not the capital C-H-R, I mean, C-H-U-R-C-H. Um, uh, it's the small, you know. It's, oh, uh, you know what? You cannot be connected to the body of Christ at home alone. <laughs> and, and we might not be perfect in how we structure something, but we're here, you know, just, just being real. And if, we're, if there needs to be a change somewhere, we'll make some change, but we're here to be committed to each other, you know? <laughs> All right. So there's another example that I think is really... Uh, um, powerful. Leviticus 26.8. Five of you shall chase a hundred. And a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Don't you like this? But there's this principle. I mean, right off the bat, you're five. So you got to, you know, you can, you can, you can defeat a hundred. One has a hard time with one, but you take five and you can defeat a hundred. Isn't that cool? <laughs> with regard to this, I was thinking about our, our, our military, you know, especially like SEAL team members. Those guys are some of the most amazing people to me. I mean, some of the training they've gone through, they just don't know how to say no or I give up, you know. I think that's what they're trying to do is get them to give up. If you can get somebody to give up when it's really tough, then they'll give up on the battlefield, right? And I'm sorry, but I, I want somebody with a weapon in their hand when I have an enemy coming against me. <laughs> I want a police department, you know? I, I, I want, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I be defended with weapons that are better than my whoever's trying to attack me, right? I, I, I want to win. That's what we've been given at the weapons of our warfare. They're, they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But I need somebody on my team that's wielding those weapons. Amen? I don't, there's times when I don't feel like I know where they're at. Is anybody, is this just me? You know what I mean? I need somebody to pray with me. I need somebody to stand with me. I, I need somebody to pull out that AR and go to town, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you cannot participate with the opposition and expect a victory, though. And Jesus is, I, I, I like this passage from Jesus. He said, you know what? <clears throat> Here's how you know if somebody is connected to you is they, if they are with you. So this word with, I think, is a very critical word because what it, what it means is that you're not just nodding your head and saying, I agree. You're actually jumping up and doing something. It's, it's like, uh, <laughs> have you ever done some, some work where you invite some people to help you with it? And, um, and 
some of the people, you know, it's wonderful. They jump up and they're looking for stuff to do. And you're saying, well, we're getting stuff done. And then somebody else can, is sitting down just drinking some tea or just waiting for something to happen. You know, and you say, it's more of a detriment. It's almost like you're, could you get out of the way, please? Because I, you know, it's like we're trying to get something done here. But that's what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, you know what? If you're not with me, if you're not connected, and here is the critical thing for us, I believe, is to not be connected is to not just be coasting. It's actually to be against. It's to be in the opposition. (laughs) Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, so what are their thoughts? Their thoughts are, Jesus is, is driving out demons in the name of Satan. Right? He's driving out these demons, and, and they're saying, oh, he's just doing that in the name of Satan. And so he says, he knew their thoughts, and he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not fall. Oh, will not stand. I'm sorry. sorry. Said that wrong. Um, And then this next one. Satan's scheme is to disable his enemy's strength and bring division. So this first, uh, further down in the the same uh, chapter, it says, Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house. And again, I get visions of America right now. It's like, how are they overcoming in America? They're coming in and they're taking down the strong man. The strong man is our unity, is our God. And if we're not careful, we, we can easily fall into that. It's like it's like it's like this the, the slipping into the, the 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 confinement of some of the, the restrictions that have been put upon us. Uh, some of them valid, some of them maybe not, you know. <laughs> It's like if you if you can put the the right kind of pressures on people, they will succumb and say we're doing it for the better good. And the enemy will come in and and he will do that, and and he will cause us even in the church to become complacent and to feel like we can just just not meet anymore for a while or, you know what I mean, <laughs> not be together somehow and and feel like we're okay, you know. And, and, and there's, there's periods in our time, seasons in our life where, where you know, there's a necessity of, 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 of making some changes and, 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 and being involved in some other things for a while. But there's always this drawback to, to our strength comes from our unity. Amen? So what the enemy's doing in America right now, but he's doing it, he's trying to do it in this church all the time. He's going around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And what does he do when he devours? He divides. And he conquers. Because that's the strong man. He says, if I'm going to take him down, America's great. But you don't take down this house without taking down its strong man. And the strong man is our unity in Christ. And then he will plunder his house. He who is not with me is what? Against me. Wow, this statement alone, I think, should be the biggest prod. 
you know, that is a part of my heart right now is we have to be with. We have to be connected. We cannot be complacent. Things can't be optional. You do what's required. You know? If you got a doctor's appointment, you're going to make the doctor's appointment. Right? Those things that, that, that have a deadline that you say you have to do this, you do them. God's word has given us some, some requirements. He said, you know what? You're not going to be strong. You're not going to be safe. You're not going to be protected. <laughs> Especially if you're not with me. <laughs> and he do that, does not gather with me, scatters abroad. Isn't that interesting? He said, if you're not together doing what I'm doing with me. That's why our steps have to be ordered by the Lord. Why we have to, while we're going through a fasting time, we're saying, God, what steps need to be adjusted? Refiner. I want, I want to be refined. Why? So that I can be connected. Every part of my life that is, that is not refined is potentially scattering away from the body of Christ rather than bringing in two. Is that what he's, that's what he's saying, right? Amen? So it becomes a, a, a very strong thing upon me. Okay, God, I can't just be complacent about your word anymore. He's saying, I've given you my word so you can hear my heart, so you can have my mind, right? And you can say, well, ah, but I got other stuff to do. Don't you know I got a job? Don't you know I got some really serious family things to take care of? He said, just take some bites, please. Just take some supplements. I got all these supplements that my wife and my son and, you know, they're, I don't even know what they all do, but, but, but you know, I, I, I take them in the morning, you know. I don't take them all day long. I just take them in the morning, right? And I trust that somehow my son will say, so did, how, what did that do for you? I said, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> but I'm pretty healthy, you know, so I, I, guess it's, I guess it's doing something for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing with that gift I've given you? What are you doing with that potential that I've given you? And you say, well, you know what? Our life is so short. We don't have more time. We don't have more time for this, for this growing up thing. You know, grow up now. You know, isn't that what you feel like with your kids sometimes? <laughs> grow up, you know? It's like <laughs> Christ's purpose is to form a dwelling place for the Father. But you're not it alone. You know how pompous that is to think that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, we are. We're, you know, he, he, he created, this body is not my own. I can't just do whatever I want to with this thing. It's the possession. And he does occupy me. But I'm a stone of the temple. I'm a living stone that finds its purpose in its placement. Yeah. Right? Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ, Jesus. Okay, so this is a little bit extensive. So I'm going to read through it all. Okay, we'll get some. Everybody doing well this morning? Yeah. Are you awake? Yeah. Need to jump up and do some deep knee bends or something? 
Um, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, I mean, separated, not connected, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. That's what Jesus came to do, to make it to where we do not have to be separated anymore. We do not have to feel like we're alone. We don't have to be insecure about our heritage. We don't have to be insecure about our gender. We can know who we are. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. We won't go into that, but it's, it's the process that's taking place, right? And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the Christ, through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. What's that? The separation. That's what's happened in Christ, hasn't it? Now, this, this word reconcile, I just want to hit because it's so important for us. What is reconcile? And I'm not an accountant. Any accountants here today? Anybody that really like numbers and all that kind of stuff? What happens for an accountant if things don't add up? You got to keep working on it till you get it reconciled, Right? Until things line up the way they need to do. You know what? We are not reconciled to God until, until things get lined up with his way. We get connected to what he's done. And Jesus, this is so wonderful about God. If for a relationship to take place, this is one of, one of our things this week. It was so wonderful to, to get this revelation when I was sharing it. Is with, when there's a relationship, there's an initiation at least on one part to make an advance to the other person with, an, with, with, a, with reconciliation, to make something right. And I'm so thankful that God initiated that. He didn't say, man, if they ever get their act together, we can have a relationship. Right. <laughs> he didn't do that, did he? He said, no, I'm going to do my part. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take care of that division so that all they have to do is come to me. Yeah. Amen? Isn't that cool? So this is the purpose of Christ. That's why he made that prayer at the end. He said, my whole purpose in coming is so that I, we can be one, so that we can be reconciled unto God. This, this Have you ever not been reconciled with somebody and it's like it's just nasty, you know? They might have something against you and they might be putting on this face or something when they get around you, but you know, you know, there's, there's something going on there. There's, we're just not cool, right? Why? Because... There's a need for things to be brought out into the open for, for, their, for hearts to be joined together in unity, right? And that's what Jesus came to do with us. We have a most holy God that we're trying to have a relationship with. Something ain't working until we submit to what Jesus did for us. And then we'll be reconciled. Amen? And he came and preached peace to you who are afar off and to those who are near. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Through him, through Jesus, right? We both have access to the Father. 
There's this unity that's been established for us. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Oh, so we are part of something that's being built. We are part of God's presence. We are being that. But what's he saying? Even in Christ, it's together. It's not alone. He didn't just pick us out alone. He picked us out together in Christ. How can we be in the Father's presence? Well, I'm just so wonderful. He made me. Of course, I'm wonderful. He just loves me. He just wants to come and hop inside. No. (laughs) He sees me one with Christ. So now the things that are out of line are taken care of and I'm reconciled. I can be in union with God. Amen? In whom the whole building. You know, this is the key. I don't want to just make it just me and God, which I'm so thankful that he lives in me and breathes in me and moves in me and, you know, all that. But it has a purpose. Him living in me has a purpose to be a placement in a whole building. That it's the body of Christ. Wow. This is so good, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful that it's been put here for us to discover? Grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Amen. You know, I heard an example about this. Everybody doing well? Say yeah real loud. I said yeah real loud. Yeah, you got to say real loud. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you might have heard this example, but a guy's going down the road and he, and he sees somebody out there laying bricks and he says, so what are you, what are you building? He said, I'm just, I'm just laying bricks. And he goes a little further and he sees somebody laying bricks and, and he said, what are you building? He said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm building a wall here. And he goes down a little further and he says, what are you building? He says, I'm building a temple. He's just putting a brick on at a time, but he has a different vision of what he's about. Yeah. Amen? Right. It's either just about me and my little brick or me and my little wall, or it's the temple of God. Amen? Isn't that important? And it's critical for us coming into these next days that we're going to be going into. We have been prophesied some perilous times. In fact, Jesus guaranteed, he said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But what did he say? But be of good cheer. Because you're not a loner. I have overcome the world. That means nothing if you're not connected. It's everything if you are. Because now, you're not just in him. You're in his body too. Amen? (laughs) This is critical information going into any kind of trial that's coming our way. And we have to be connected. Can you see why this connected word kind of expanded for us a little bit? <laughs> it's like, oh, God, now I see kind of why that's, that's kind of important, right? So 1 Peter 2, 4. We're not going to be isolated, but joined as a living stones of God's spiritual house. So we've seen that together in Christ, this is the work that's been done so that we can be part of a whole building, right? 
Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men. It says even Jesus was the cornerstone. He's not the complete himself. He's the cornerstone of it, right? But chosen by God and precious. You also. Isn't that amazing? We've been chosen as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So our purpose in Christ is unity with God and unity with each other. So this is the, this is the thing. We, it doesn't start without starting with God, <laughs> right? We have to get in line with God. We have to be humble before him and say, God, I'm the one changing here today. I'm not directing you around. <laughs> I'm not telling you what you need to be doing. I'm finding out what I need to be doing. Amen? Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5.17. I love this. This is, uh, man, it's foundational scripture, but it doesn't stop with the 17th verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, how many are in Christ? If you made Jesus your Lord, you're in Christ. You've been made one with him, Right? He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What I love about this is so many times we have strongholds in our life that we're, we're believing that someday God's going to deliver me from that. <laughs> you know? And I like this. It's already done. We just walk in it. We have to believe for it by faith, right? Now all things are of God who has done what? Has reconciled us. To himself through Jesus Christ and has given us, given us. Did you know that you're a minister? You are a minister. So now your little oneness with God is not about you anymore. It's about taking somebody else there. Right? Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. This connection thing, this is the purpose of Christ coming. Amen? We cannot just be passive about it. We cannot back away and say, I'm just going to do it as much as I want to. No, it's like Paul's saying, I, I want to get connected more and more. I haven't found it out yet. Everything that I've been connected to in my Father God through Christ. Amen? That's why we have repeated times of fasting. Because there's so much more to know. So much more to connect to. Amen? Man, this is good. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Oh, don't you love this? Let's just cry for a little bit on this next one, can we? Not imputing their trespasses to them. Isn't that wonderful? You know, he said, he said, God was in Christ, not imputing trespasses against us. He said, I'm giving you that same ministry. Where does connection start? The removal of holding trespasses. Oh man, this is precious if you take it, take it. 
and mercy triumphs. I encourage you, go back on Wednesday. We talked about mercy, exalting mercy. Mercy is critical for connection. As long as you've been offended, somebody's done you something wrong, they are wrong enough, you have reason enough to stay apart, to treat in a certain way. I'm so thankful that God did not do that to me. Amen. Being reconciled was more important than pointing out the obvious. Right? And has committed to us that same revelation. Man, how's this going to look in me? I don't know about you, but I need some transformation. Anybody need some transformation in this area? Man, I've been hurt. People have done me wrong. <laughs> and I'm the one that's being affected most until I receive this connection to my Father that says everything about me that is legitimate, everything about me that is wrong, you know, I've done wrong. I've done wrong to God. I haven't been faithful to God. <laughs> and oh, man. You know what? My own awareness of that keeps a separation between us if I'm not careful. You know? I believe by the Spirit even today that God's wanting to say, man, let's get those trespasses. Let's get those things that are wrong in you out of the way. And know that I love you right now. And I want to be reconciled to you. Because there is no connection to God without removal of trespasses. Amen? That's what the blood of Jesus is here for us today, right now. Amen? And then it enables connection to the Father God, the most holy God, the one who doesn't compromise in any way. He didn't come up with grace so that he could come down here and live with us in sin. He came up with grace so that he could come and make us able to live without sin. Amen? And he came and he forgave us of all of our trespasses so that we could forgive anybody else of theirs. The main thing that causes division in a body, in a family, is held trespasses. So the enemy, if he's going to come in, he's going to say, I'm going to... And even sometimes they're misperceived. They're not real. You know? And you can... And here's the problem with expanding and repeating and, and telling somebody else about a trespass is it magnifies it. And it might have been a small thing, but now it's a big thing. And boy, does it cause division. Boy, does this disable the teamwork that makes the dream work, you know, right? I didn't come up with that. That's really an old thing. <laughs> but it's real, right? And we don't get to be a part of a team that's going to win a championship with the breakdown and separation. Jesus has come to connect. Hallelujah. Jesus has come to break the wall, break down the wall of 
division. He's come to empower us to be the church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, but we're going to be a church that's without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That's who Jesus is coming for. Amen. Hallelujah.